just for you, just so you know. You kick it, man, okay? That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, oh, oh let's go. Let's go. It's time to turn up your radio. Hey everybody, what's up? Thank you for tuning in again to another episode of Kicking It with K Marie. I am K Marie. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time and you're like, what's, what's this podcast all about? Well, let me tell you. So I'm a podcast for the culture. You know, I'm about my people. So, you know, I'm going to make sure I have experts that come on here and give us some good advice. So you're going to get advice from experts. You're going to learn a lot of things and you're going to, you know, think about a lot of things and you're going to laugh and just have a good time, you know. So and today is one of those um, episodes and a topic that we're just going to have some good old fun. Okay. So what I want you to do right now, for those of you who are listening, you have not done it just yet, whatever platform you are listening to us on, because I stream on every single platform except for title, um, go ahead and subscribe or follow, okay? And also, um, when you're, after you get through listening to us, go ahead and share, okay? Share and like, because um, that's what a lot of us who are content creators, you know, that's one thing that you can help us out on is um, sharing um, the content that we bring to you. And I know that a lot of you, because I've, I've heard from you, a lot of you um, appreciate the show. You appreciate um, the, the people that we have on. You appreciate everything that you get from our podcast. And I thank you so much. And just go ahead and do that, okay? And for those who do not know, um, we are doing something different because y'all know I've mentioned a couple of um, episodes back that, you know, I am a filmmaker now. So, and I have, you know, completed my first film um, last year and I'm working on my feature this year. So we are going to be taking breaks in between the um, our seasons. So normally I would just go pretty much straight through with about a, a week or so of a break, but Nah, babe, we are going to take a break and we're wrapping up this May, okay, this month. And then I'll be back in like the fall, okay, in October. And um, I'll let you know all that good stuff. So, sex. <laughs> Got your attention, huh? Okay, so I know some of you had never tuned into this podcast. You saw the um, saw the promo with sex in it, like, oh, okay, what's this? So you're gonna uh, we're gonna be talking about some of the biggest misconceptions about sex, okay? And helping me is um, a friend of the pod. She was on five months ago, and you can go ahead and look at that episode as well. And we just like to have her back, as she was just very knowledgeable, and her personality was just great. So without further ado, let me introduce today's first guest or reintroduce, okay? So she is a um, licensed um, clinical social worker from the state of Missouri, and she is a sex certified sex therapist. Her certification is the AASECT. Okay, you can find her on Instagram, Sankofa Sex. Okay, so please welcome the Andrea Blaylock Solar. Hey. hey. 
How you doing? Good. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here too. So we can talk about some things. Okay. Yeah. All right. So my second guest, those of you who have subscribed to our um, K After Dark group, I've had her on that show. Um, she is very knowledgeable in um, sexual wellness. Okay. She is a sexual wellness coach and she can help things enhance things, help you enhance things in the bedroom. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about that too. So uh, this is her first time on the Kicking It With K Marie podcast on this side. So please help me welcome Kalista Marie. Hey, Hello, Kalista. everybody. Hey, hey, ladies. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, you, you, it's your first time over here, but you were on the After Dark show. So, you yeah. know, we can be, we, we have a little bit more free over there, but. I was like, we're going we gonna to bring you over here, too. So we're we going to be free over here, too. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, <laughs> so before we get started, um, everybody know that in season three, I have introduced a new segment called What in the World? Okay. That's my cheesy graphic there. And normally, it's odd, a strange story, you know, that can be nationally can be internationally but today because since we're talking we're gonna be talking about sex um i thought this was just a, a good story and i didn't know that this existed so may 6th which was a while ago since when you would be watching this episode <laughs> um may 6th i don't know if you all heard but it is an international no diet day okay and it's an annual celebration of body acceptance is observed on May 6th and it was started by a British feminist in 1992. So Mary Evans Young, a feminist author and director of the uh, British group Diet Breakers, um, she organized the first No Diet in England on May 5th, but it became international because, you know, we had Cinco de Mayo on the 5th, so they pushed it to the 6th. So what this day celebrates, um, it said the first one, the first no diet day was celebrated with a picnic attended by a few dozen women. But the next year, the international interest in the holiday was peaked. So the holiday was re renamed International No Diet Day and moved to May 6th to avoid, again, the conflict with Cinco de Mayo. So this holiday is marked... Um, by various groups to encourage body acceptance and raise awareness of harmful dieting practices. Because the young lady that started this, she struggled with um, like anorexia and everything. So she decided, and I like I said, this is a good thing because, you know, in the media and everything, body consciousness is put like on a pedestal the, the slimmer you are, then that's, that's what that pretty mindset or perfect body. So I'm glad that this was formed um, to celebrate your body just as is, just accept your body as is. So what do you guys think of that? I like that. I think about how, um, how it can be so helpful to accept your body um, 
especially when you're thinking about sexual experiences. A lot of times we may do something called spectatoring, which is where we're kind of in our heads and not really mm-hmm. in our bodies. And part of that could be because of different ideas about self-consciousness, you know, worried, does my partner think my body looks this certain way and you have these other <laughs> thoughts and you can't even be in your body to experience pleasure. Mm. So anything that is going to support uh the acceptance of our of all different types of bodies i'm i'm here for it yeah so kalisa what about you you think i'm over here clapping like loudly in my head i was (laughs) just like because i've been her i've Mm. been her and so um it's it's just so true because the thing is is that even let's just say you want to lose weight let's just say you want to lose weight but it's so important to learn to embrace different parts of you, even as you're improving you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like she said, that does a lot of times affect how you show up in intimate situations. And when we talk about, I meet a lot of women, I have met so many women. And you know, when we do pure romance parties, we always have a private ordering room. So the person can come in and you don't have to worry about somebody yucking your yum, right? Mm-hmm. So when you come in there, I've had so many women that were mothers of multiple children, have been married for many years and had never had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that is because, like she mentioned, you're in your head. D- d- is my belly too big? Is is this out of, you know, so you can't just really get into the sensation of what's going on. And the reality of it is, I would say eight and a half times out of 10, they just like, I'm here and I get to see you naked and experience you naked. They so geek just to be there, but we live in our heads. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I think this is a beautiful holiday. And the fact that they started it with a picnic, I've never heard of it, but um, I'm definitely going to look it up. <laughs> right. I, I just came across this. I was like, wow, that is, that, that is a good idea. And DeAndrea, you are right. Because a lot of times, you know, being insecure of our bodies, you know, it, it will stop us having pleasures, you know, with our partners. And, um, you know, they, for the most part, you know, a lot of men, they're not tripping. They're like, you know, whatever. Cause you over here, like, cause you, okay. So like, I know I'll put on a few pounds, you know, I'm in, I'm a woman of a certain age. So, you know, I'm put on a few pounds. <laughs> so, you know, but I'm not, I thank God I'm not tripping too much. Like, yes, I know, you know, I got them. I'm going to work it off and, you know, get it tight and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, um, I'm glad that it, it don't, it don't affect me in that way. I mean, it could like, sometimes I'd be like on my stomach, like, mm, oh, you know, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But like you said, most, for the most part, they, they don't even care. They don't even care. So that's a good thing. Yes. Okay. So we are going to be talking about, um, I came across this article and we're going to be talking about the biggest misconceptions about sex. Um, I, I know there's, there's a lot of misconceptions and I know that we can be educated on, on, on some of these. And I just want to go um, down this list here. So um, one of the biggest misconceptions about sex it says that guys only have medical issues with sexual dysfunction. 
Right. So, so people just think that, oh, you know, it's, it's the guy who can't get erect, you know, he has ED and, you know, the, the, they think that the women do not, but we know that's a big misconception, right, Andrea? Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> anyone, regardless of their gender identity or whatever uh, combination of genitalia they uh, may have, uh, Unfortunately, <laughs> sexual dysfunction does not discriminate. So um, just like how people with penises can experience erectile dysfunction, which is, you know, sometimes related to blood flow or it may be related to, you know, anxiety or any other issues like that. People with vulvas can also experience a myriad of different types of um, uh, sexual dysfunction, which could uh, be related to um vaginismus, which is the involuntary muscle constriction of the outer third of the vagina, um, in addition to anorgasmia or the inability to orgasm. And it, again, that's anyone regardless of their gender or their genitalia. So unfortunately, that is 100% <laughs> false. Like anybody can get it. Um, and it's something that can be caused by a lot of different things. Some people may experience sexual dysfunction after experiencing trauma of some sort. Mm -hmm. uh, they may experience sexual dysfunction in relation to anxiety or um, what's termed as like performance anxiety. Um, it could be related to relationship dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. um, but there are a lot of different things. And, and of course, medical issues too. But there are a lot of different things that can happen that can influence uh, sexual dysfunction and anybody can get it. Right. Okay. You said something. So the in inability to have an orgasm, could that be medical? Yeah. Um, or more mental? So it could be a combination of the two, um, just depending on what's going on with the individual person. So Orgasms are defined as like involuntary muscle constrictions within the uh, genitalia that occur usually after some type of stimulation. And so if there is a blood flow issue to the genitalia, um, that could be a medical cause as well as um, I'm thinking of people who may have experienced some type of um, um why is the word escaping me? Uh, <laughs> but they lose uh, sensation or movement to various areas of their body. Like there are a lot of different things that can cause it. Okay. Wow. Paralysis. That's the word. Oh, okay. <laughs> came back. Good, good. But any type of paralysis that can affect uh, someone's ability to orgasm too. Okay. So sticking on that same vein, because one of the misconceptions too is um where is it that just become i want to make sure i said right um yes good sex has to end in in an orgasm false <laughs> y'all like no false. False. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's 100 false um but i think unfortunately, because we don't often have frank, open, and honest conversations around sex and sexuality. A lot of people get their sex education from porn mm -hmm. or from other sources of media where they show that sex ends with uh, the ejaculation of a penis. 
which is not true. Sex does not always end that way. Um, and we don't always have sex. And that, that's something too that gets me in a lot of trouble sometimes. But we don't <laughs> always have sex just for orgasm. Right. Um, have an amazing sexual experience without having an orgasm. Sometimes you're having sex to connect with your partner. Yeah. Sometimes you're having sex to relieve stress. Yeah. But it doesn't have to end in an <laughs> orgasm. But because we've been... Um, given these different messages um, and not having these open conversations to learn that, yeah, you can have sex for other reasons than to have an orgasm. We have this mindset that that's the mark or the the goal. That, yes, that's the goal. That's yeah. what lets us know that we had good sex. Then, nah, that ain't it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have something to add, Kalista, to that? Um, you know, I'm just, I just love you. I just, I just love you. I just, I'm sitting here like, uh-huh, right, right. And you know, the thing is, is that so often we're so goal oriented mm. also, you know, especially, you know, in this country, we're so goal oriented. And a lot of times we don't do things. We're not a sensual community. You, you know what I'm saying? So sensuality is like it could be a velvet comforter. You just rub it because it's soothing. Yes. You, you rub it because it's relaxing. It's relief, releasing stress. And sex with a partner, safe sex with a partner can do the same thing. Just like, you know, when you would, you know, make out when you were in high school, it, you know, even though you knew that he wasn't going to go past third base and neither were you, <laughs> and both of you were okay with that, but it was the hot kissing and the rubbing yeah. and the, the yeah. laughing and, you know, the excitement of thinking you might get caught. It was just the exhilarating feeling of making out. And I think way too often we don't allow that because that got your juices flowing. And when you were talking about different myths and how they can also impact people of different genders, I have come across um, people who identified as she, her, yeah. right? And they literally had pain when they had sex. And mm -hmm. these were not like women in their, like after menopause, they would literally have pain and they would come back and they would buy our lubricant just like me, which is also a vaginal moisturizer. And that was the only thing that would allow them to actually have sex mm -hmm. with their partner because their bodies would automatically clamp up so much. And I don't know the medical term for it, but they their bodies would clamp up and their partners literally, it would be painful for them to try and mm -hmm. have intercourse or to use a toy. But when they would use that lubricant, it would really, really help. And so that's the only thing they would buy from me is just like me. So it can definitely happen to people other than people who identify as him with a penis. Yeah. Can I say penis on here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I do um, think that a lot of us too, um, I don't know if for the, for those who identify as, as um, he, um, if, if it's an ego thing, you know, like, you know, she gotta, you know, she gotta come, she gotta, you know, orgasm and do this. But a lot of times, you know, like, like Deandra and like you, you too, Kalista was saying that sometimes, you know, you just want to just connect. That's you just want to connect. That's just another form of intimacy. Mm -hmm. But like she was saying, communication, communication is it's, it's, key. Such, it's, it's <laughs> so key. And even though you hear people say that, 
it's hard because really good communication is probably going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to make you feel vulnerable. It's going to open you up and you don't want to be judged. You don't want somebody looking down on you. Like, what did you say? You want to do what you thought? What about that? So what do you do? You protect yourself and you keep it in and you put fake layers out there and express yourself. And you can, it's really hard to have an authentic connection when you don't put your authentic self out there. And we have become masters at wearing masks and putting ourselves like sending our representatives, even yeah. within our long-term relationships. Yeah. But we don't realize it's affecting your bedroom or in the kitchen or wherever it happens. All right, right, right. It's affecting all of that. But yeah. when you are both willing to be vulnerable, yeah. Vulnerability is a superpower. And you know, and, 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 um, you're, you're right. And I remember from the last episode when, um, DeAndre was on, it's like, if nobody took nothing else away from it, she kept stressing, communicate, 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 because it, it is key, key to a good sex life. Um, you know, you might want to ask, you know, your partner, you know, every now and then, you know, am I, you know, am, am I doing whatever that they like, you know, or whatever, you know, am I, you know, am I, am I doing that right? You, 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 do you, what do you want me to do more of what you want me to do less of, you know, and it, and it's, it's, it's key. <laughs> it's key. And like you said, Kalista, a lot of people too, they shy away from like doing different things, like, or trying different things. Um, Oh Lord, I hope my mom not watching, but <laughs> I'm gonna tell her, don't watch this one. Mom. <laughs> But you know, it's like it, it's nice when you can uh, communicate with someone things that you always wanted to try. You know, like for instance, like wax, wax play, or something like that. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> um, you know, just different things, and that and that that partner is willing to just go with you. You know, it's, it's communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah, yeah. And to create a safe space where each of you knows, even if I'm like, you want to do what? But then I follow that up with like, oh, Lord, you're going to have me out here like, oh, Lord, what a cowgirl hat on what? But you can laugh about it. So both of you know, yes, that's not that's outside of my comfort zone. But go ahead. Tell tell it. I want to hear it all. Mm -hmm. I want to hear what's in your mind because we both have to feel safe. Yeah, we both have to feel safe. And it's not just a one and done. We have to continuously feel safe because you're constantly changing and evolving. Mm-hmm. So what made me feel safe last month or three months ago may be very different today. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you brought up the idea of that, that we're constantly changing and evolving because our likes and our dislikes constantly change and evolve. I think about um, specifically the idea of love languages, Mm -hmm. how the way that we uh, share and express and receive love uh, can change over our lifespan. And it's important that we're open to that change and not just being open to it for ourselves, but that we are using our uh, superpower of vulnerability to share that with our partners and, and to let them know that, this is what I'm needing. This is what I'm wanting. Uh, and, and you know, one thing I often say is vulnerability is scary. It is. It is. <laughs> it, is it is scary. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciate uh, Callista's phrasing of it as being a superpower. Because once you get, 
once you find someone that you feel safe enough to be vulnerable with, and it doesn't even have to be a romantic situation, it could be a friend, but um, there really is strength in that vulnerability and mm-hmm. it provides an opportunity for you to grow. It does. It is. And can I just put a plug for a book like right here? And it's not even mm-hmm. my book, but Brene Brown, if anybody has ever heard of her, has a book about vulnerability. It's amazing. It's absolutely an amazing book. And she has a way of talking about shame and vulnerability in a way that is very easy to digest. Hmm. Okay. All right. Renee Brown. Okay. I'm Bre- that Bre- I think it's Brene, right? Brene. Brene Brown. Yeah. Okay. You can find her all over YouTube talking about it. Okay. I'll look that up. Okay. So another <clears throat> misconception about sex is... um. If you have sex right away, that signals something huge about the relationship. I know some people think like, you know, when they first, when they meet somebody, like having sex right away, like, oh, that's going to, you know, mess up the relationship um, versus if you hold out, you know, and I think that's, to me, that's, that's, that depends on the person. I don't know. What do y'all think? Yep. It depends on the person. It depends on the situation. I think about how some people, um, when they do have sexual relationships, sometimes it may kind of get in the way of judgment of other areas of the relationship. Um, But some other people have no problem with that. And and uh, they don't have the same challenges of like separating things. And so it really depends on the person. And with that, it's important that you are honest with yourself Mm -hmm. about what boundaries are appropriate for you as you're entering different types of relationships, Um, looking at your own personal history and also looking at, you know, what you want moving forward. That doesn't mean that you've got to wait for 60 days or 90 days or whatever, you know, people are prescribing. But I think it's important to be honest with yourself and honest about what it is that you want out of particular uh, relationships and partnerships. Um, And understanding that if you do decide to become sexual, that doesn't mean that your situation or your relationship won't last or won't be successful. A whole bunch of people get it in on the first night and get married. So, (laughs) and also um, marriage is not everybody's goal. Yeah. You know, as someone who just got married and I'm very grateful and, you know, uh, love, lovely six months. uh, (laughs) On uh, Friday, but marriage—it's not an accomplishment. Yeah, right, right, right. It's a wonderful thing that should be celebrated. Um, however, it's not everybody's goal. So, like, back to what you said about—you know—does it depend on the person? Absolutely, and it's important that you are really honest about what it is that you're wanting out of different types of partnerships and your own personal boundaries of what's good for you. If you know that once you have sex with someone, like nothing else matters, maybe we should hold off. But it just really depends. You got to be really honest with yourself about what boundaries work for you. Okay. And, you know, and I'm not talking about for those who, um, because I I, I know people personally who either they're still holding on to their virginity or, you know, they're um, abstaining until, you know, so 
you know, we're not, y'all go ahead and, you know, keep, keep the fight, keep, keep that on, but you know, we're not, I'm not talking about, about you all. Okay. All right. Kalisa, you have anything to add to that? I do. Um, and you know, when she was mentioning knowing what you want, man, when I say that's so important, it's so very important because let's talk about social media just for a second. Okay. First of all, it's addictive. It's, it's addictive and it changes our thought process. If you don't believe me, try going two or three weeks without social media, especially Facebook, right? And so different things outside of you will have you thinking that what it is that you want is what this look like, relationship goals, right? Mm -hmm. that, that has become a term, relationship mm -hmm. goals. But is that really what you need? Have you seriously taken time to turn off the outside noises to dive in and hear? That too is an uncomfortable journey. And many people don't do that. But yet and still, they go out and they do, they they start dating somebody and they may say, you know, I'm independent or I'm just out here living my best life, YOLO. But deep inside, that's not what you're yearning for. So are you being honest with you? Mm -hmm. I mean, are you really being, not what you're typing on Facebook, what your mm -hmm. status is. And because you saw something and you shared it and you think that's really how you feel, no, you just liked it and shared it. That's not really how you feel. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think it's so, it's, it's such a disservice that we do to ourselves. Because again, I've been there. That we go through life, we raise kids in it, and we're not being honest with ourselves because we've never taken the time to dig in here. There's mm -hmm. literally like an Indiana Jones type of dig that we need to do <laughs> in here to get to know who we are, our likes, our dislikes, our trauma. Maybe our trauma has been leading the way and making our decisions, not our authentic selves. And those are two very different things. Your trauma can have you hooking up with all kinds of people, mm -hmm. but that's not really what you needed. Mm -hmm. Your hurt is driving. Mm -hmm. That's that's good. That's good right there. <laughs> yeah, you, you that's you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I like that. Mm. And I had a thought, but it, it it left, but that's okay. That's okay. All right. So another misconception is that sex should be spontaneous and unplanned. It don't have to be. Right. So <laughs> um, I think about how a lot of times when I'm working with folks in relationship, they'll talk about the lack of spontaneity. But then I have to bring them back. I'm like, it wasn't that spontaneous. Because did you put on your matching bra and panty set before you went out on mm. your panty? Right, right. <laughs> before you went to the house of your partner, did you did you, did you you take a little bath? Right, right. <laughs> put on your good smell goods. Make sure you had your good drawers on. I right. mean, so although I understand the idea of spontaneity. Yeah. And, uh, however there's still like a little bit of planning that that was going on to prepare for the possibility of it. And so because um, oftentimes when people enter into partnerships, there may be additional responsibilities that make it real challenging to have the same levels of spontaneity. Mm -hmm. If you got little bitty babies, you may not be able to just, you know, whenever the mood hits you. 
Um, and so you may have to plan it. You may have to uh, say on purpose, we're going to spend this time together. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to put pressure on yourself to have sex. But what happens often is... Uh, when folks in relationships get these additional responsibilities, let's say parenthood or like additional things at work, they don't have time to just be as a couple. They spend time in other roles as, as, as an employee, as a, as a, um, a child of an aging parent, uh, as a mm-hmm. parent, any of that, mm-hmm. but to actually be as a couple or be as a partner they don't have the time for that or they don't make the time for that. What they're doing is they're catching up on their shows uh, right. sitting in front of a screen and then they got their phone in front of them or their tablet, you know, mm-hmm. and um, just missing out on that time. So what we have to do is plan for a specific time to be intentional with our partners. And yeah, it don't sound as sexy. But let me tell you something. Planned sex is better than no sex. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I mean, and like you said, life life happens. So you might, you know, you might need to, you know, do a nice little afternoon delight on your lunch break, meet up with your partner. You know what I'm saying? Get it in, you know, any any way you can. You know what I'm saying? Cause like you said, pe- things happen. You know, people are have responsibilities, different responsibilities. And, you know, it's that planning. I mean, like you said, we understand the spontaneity of it all. You know, that's great. You know, it could be, and, and, and it's, you know, and it can be, it's fun too. You know, like just, you can be just driving, like pull over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, that's like so spontaneous. But like you said, but it's still, it can still be good when it's, it's planned. Mm-hmm. And like you said, intentional, be intentional about it. Okay, so I, I have to say this. Okay, so I remember I used to um, know, well, I still know her, but this young lady that I knew, and it was the first time I had ever heard of somebody doing this. And I was like, I mean, it makes sense, but I had just, she literally used to write it in her planner when her and her mm-hmm. husband were going to have mm-hmm. sex. And the whole thing is that, but it was a priority. You're, you're, she, was, she was in ministry. She was a mom. You know, mm-hmm. they both worked. She was in school. Mm-hmm. So when you have all that and, and, you know, we talk so much about, you know, I'm a girl boss and, you know, you, you dating somebody that's an alpha male. Well, if you're doing all of that, all of that takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes energy. But again, things outside of us have conditioned us to believe romantic is what you see in the movies. I just came home and I pinned her up against the wall and we just had this right. crazy set. <laughs> okay, but did you do that day after day, year after year, after you guys were together 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years? <laughs> right. First of all, don't put me up on the wall. That hurt my back. Don't do it. And don't and don't struggle. If you know you can't pick me up. I'm just saying. Okay? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of our ideas are very um, romanticized and they're not realistic. I had another girlfriend that when she was engaged, it was again, the first time I had heard that when they went for their counseling, they talked about how many times do you think it's good to have sex? Before Mm -hmm. she told me that, I was like, people talk about that in counseling? Mm -hmm. She was like, yeah. And so you have to talk about the fact our life is not going to always look like it does right now. It shouldn't. As we're changing and evolving, 
our demands and our needs are going to change and we have to be adaptable to that. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, yes, spontaneity is fun, but also plan it. Like even when you, when you plan it, you can still, you know, do some stuff, you know, like, you know, this is, this is the day we're going to, um, you know, um, have sex. Hey, you know, do, be, do something fun. That, let that, let that fun be uh, spontaneous a little bit, you know, role play, whatever, you know, so just, it can still be, it can still be fun when it's planned. Okay. All right. Oh, this one. <laughs> this is a big misconception too. Men always want sex and women rarely enjoy it. A lie from the pit of hell. From the oh. pit. From the pit. <laughs> you know, it reminds me like of some of those movies because, you know, I'm, I am a filmmaker. So I love movies. I'm a movie buff. I'm into movies and all of that stuff. So I've seen like some movies like set back in the day and like the, the, the mom would tell the daughter, yeah, just, you know, he's going to try to get on top of you and just, you know, just, just, I know it just it'd probably be hard, but just, just take it, you know, just take it. What? It's it's not a, something that's, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. DeAndrea. Well, it's, it's that message that sex is something that women endure as opposed to something that, um, you know, we enjoy. And I think that a lot of that comes from, like you said, messages from the media, it could be um, messages from our family members as well. And just trying to understand that these ideas of what one gender likes and the other doesn't, um, they, first of all, are not based in reality, but often based in these ideas of wanting to control others. Mm. And it's important to, to understand its origin and also understand that it's false. Uh, everybody uh, has the ability to either like or not like or be ready for or not be ready for sex. You have some people um, who are just always ready to go and some who are not, <laughs> regardless of their gender. Um, however, we do get these messages from media, from our families, from our churches, um, mm -hmm. different, different religious upbringing, all of that. Yeah. And these ideas are not based in reality. Right. <laughs> Kalista. And, you know, another thing is, you know, back in the day, a lot of times if you enjoyed sex, you were looked at as a hussy. A hussy, exactly. a slut yes, or whatever, slut. you know. Yeah. Just because you like Mae West. Mae West was one of my mother's faves and she was not afraid to show her sexuality on screen or Marilyn Monroe or Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But they were not looked at as necessarily the respectable type of woman that you would right. want to marry. Right. right. They were sex symbols, even that word sex symbols. Yeah. And so, so much of it is conditioning. So much, and we get so much conditioning from such a young age, we don't even realize what stuff is being downloaded to what is acceptable, air quotes, and what is not acceptable. And literally, you have to unlearn so much to really dig into what do I like? What, what, what do I want? What do, to even start giving yourself space to ask those questions and to not wallow in shame when those answers start coming up. Oh, mm -hmm. you wanted two times a day. <gasps> I'm a hussy. No, you're human. And that's just right. what you like. 
Yeah. But you have to un, you know, you have to start unlearning all the stuff that was downloaded, all the conversations you heard growing up, even when if they weren't talking to you. That's why I, I try whenever the door is open to share with parents. Your children are learning from you when they hear you on the phone, when they hear you talking to people that come over, they're learning what is and is not acceptable and what is and is not possible. Mm -hmm. Whether directly or indirectly. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, like you all touched on, you know, if a woman enjoys it a lot, you know, she's looked at at a certain way. But it, and it, and it's crazy to me because, um, I mean, <sighs> this this notion of you know men they want their wives to be a certain type of way, right? But say if she's just too free, you know, you have you have some complaints about it. But if she's not free enough, you going outside the marriage, being with somebody who you know. Who, who's who's free so it's like what make up your mind <laughs> like make up your mind but yeah it's 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 it, it's I, a, go I ahead would yeah. say that um misogyny hurts us all the idea that um women should be a certain way and if they are not then they are not an acceptable partner like these ideas hurt us all uh the patriarchy must fall yes <laughs> i think that a lot of times when people think of these ideas they don't understand where it comes from and like i said like the name of my practice is sankofa like i'm all about looking at where thing looking at our past and taking what's useful and helpful and bringing it to the future and bring well bringing it to our present and so we mm -hmm. can move forward to the future. And um, that's why I keep kind of bringing that up because mm -hmm. I'm always in that mindset. But um, yeah, misogyny mm -hmm. hurts us all. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, a lot of times when people benefit from it, they don't understand that. But like the root of this idea that you're just talking about that I want um, a lady in the streets and a freak in the bed, mm -hmm. right? Um, but the challenge is that often uh, women are not taught that their sexuality is just as holy and sacred and beautiful yes. as is them uh, portraying femininity in a way that feels good yes. for them. So, yeah. yes, yes, exactly. Our, yes. our sexuality is sacred and holy. I love, mm -hmm. you need to put that on a bookmarker. I'll buy it. <laughs> I love that. I, love I that. will. I will. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so just got a few more minutes here. This, okay, this misconception: sex has to be super. We kind of touched on this a little bit. Sex has to be super romantic and intimate every time. Every time. Nah, boo. Mm -mm. Like I, like you know, like 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 I said before, you know, sometimes you, you just. Sometimes you just want to just, just just go for the jugular, you know what I'm saying? And just bam, bam, you know, because you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want yeah. It, it don't have to be all, like you said, Kalisa, romanticized. You know, I don't need a candlelit dinner first and you don't have, no. And and that's the beauty of it. it, it you know, you can, it's, it's different. It can be different every time. 
you know, you may not be in a mood for romance. Sometimes you are in a mood to just to be, you know, sensual and all that kind of stuff. But then sometimes you just like, come over here, you know? Um, to quote the philosopher um, and the poet um, that said, bust it wide open and I tell her back. Sometimes that's what you want. Said poet. And that's okay. That's all right. That's what you want sometimes. Yeah. This time, and, and also just thinking about the idea of like, planning for sex and spontaneity and how like your um your sex may change or what it looks like may change because you're not able you may not be able to have candlelight and bubble baths and chocolate covered the massage first a sensual massage you might not be able to do that every time now that does not mean that you settle for a thoughtless partner that part right but what that means is that you understand that sometimes you want different things and it's okay to want what you want mm-hmm. when you want it. As long as you have a partner that is, you know, fully consenting and, and down for whatever. Yeah. Um, but just making sure that uh, you understand good sex can look a lot of different ways and yeah. you get to decide what good sex is. Mm-hmm. Kalisa, I just that's it's just true. It, it's just true. I mean, sometimes you may wake up and before you go to work, you may just want to roll over and do this or do that, and then be like, okay, I got to jump up and and, yeah, and you know, yeah. get dressed. Yeah. And like that's it. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll have to catch you when we get home. Hopefully, we get home in time. You know what I mean? But you're thinking about that all day. That's called an appetizer. You know what I mean? And so you, when I used to have a friend um, and she used to be like, girl, put something on his mind. Mm. Southern accent, girl, put something on his mind. Sometimes like it can be a kiss. It can be other things. Mm -hmm. It's just a taste. Just enough, just like people would put underwear in they in their partner's lunchbox or in a briefcase when they taking a trip. <laughs> Sometimes that's that's just like like something to make you remember it and want it. That's foreplay. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. That yeah. is foreplay. Just like they say your 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 spouse coming home and you've cleaned up or you've done something to lighten their load. That is foreplay. Yeah. Intimacy and good yeah, sex. That, that's 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 if 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 acts of service is your love love language because if I if I came because that wouldn't do nothing for me because if I came home I, I see that you know he 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 did stuff I'm like okay thank you I mean that for me because that's not my primary love language that's okay. yeah that's <laughs> okay I got you I got you but you know what I mean it's yes just like, I do there's so many different things that can help us really have fun, enjoy yeah. it. And it, like she said, it just looks so different and it depends on the day. It just simply depends on the day and that's okay. That's the thing. It's okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. And this last one I want to touch on, um, <clears throat> excuse me. This is a misconception. It says, if you're both really into each other, sex will automatically be great. Nope. Right. (laughs) No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I have an entire practice built on sex therapy because it's not always great. And like, yes, sometimes I'll have folks to come in and like the root of it is sexual dissatisfaction. But sometimes 
it, it has not, not sexual dissatisfaction, but relationship dissatisfaction. Yes. Sometimes you can absolutely be in love with your partner, but for whatever reason, the sex just isn't quite doing, you know. Because they can, it, you can, like you said, you can be in love with somebody or you can really be into them, but they might be a selfish lover and you don't want to do stuff. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important. <laughs> Again, and I'm always talk about communication, but it's so important to not only communicate your wants and desires, but be willing to listen um, and also uh, be will be open to the possibility that you have room for improvement. Yes. <laughs> Which may not be easy to hear. Yes. But it's it's something to consider as well. Like I said, um, you know, it's it's one thing to accept that no, um, every sexual experience does not have to end in orgasm. However, you're not supposed to just like sit up with a selfish partner who's not interested in your pleasure. So like that's a totally different thing. And also, you may have a partner that's interested in your pleasure, but they're just not sure how to do things. I think about how often I may um, counsel a couple who may have abstained before marriage Mm -hmm. and they did not have any real sexuality education. So they were just told, you know, well, now the marriage bed is undefiled and you do but ain't nobody taught them nothing (laughs) right right they like okay (laughs) exactly but they like they love each other yeah hard um and have no idea of how the parts work (laughs) right right So, so yeah just because you have a wonderful connection with someone that does not mean that the sex is automatically good and the inverse of that, just because the sex is not good, doesn't mean you can have you can't have a good connection with someone. You just have to work at it. Yeah, agreed. Okay, Kalista, as we wrap up. Yeah, you know, it's so many layers that come back to the things like your head. Like when they say your head is the your brain is the biggest sex organ. Yeah, it really is the biggest sex organ. And when she mentioned, you know, like a couple that has abstained, right? Um, the thing is, is that what what is your sex stories? Like what stories did you learn about being, se- some people say you shouldn't have oral sex. That's nasty. You know oh, what sorry. I mean? So, it, <laughs> you know, but there's so many stories yeah. that we hear from our, our siblings, from our parents, from different movies. The first time we were exposed to it, it could have been trauma. You know yes. what I'm saying? So therefore we're really put off by it. And so then when you're ready to like actually have a fulfilling sexual relationship with someone, you have stories that you have to go through. And a lot of times people don't, they just jump in the bed and think because you look good, I look good. We like each other. We love each other. It's going to be like fireworks and amazing. And like it was in that movie that I saw last night that I paid $10 to see. And that's not necessarily true. You, you, it's really hard to jump over stones. You have to go step by step and you have to peel the layers. You have to peel the layers. And, and sometimes that's, that's tricky. Yeah. That's, that's really, really, this really, really tricky. The stories that we have in our head, they really can affect a good sex life. Yeah, that's true. Thank you so much, ladies. Um, this it was a great conversation, and we have to do this again. Like, yeah, 
the next season. So sometime like in the fall or something like that, we have to get together and do this again. I, I really enjoy these conversations because um, I, I really truly believe that. And I said this on the last time you were here, Deandra, that um, sexual um, health and awareness is just as, as as important as, you know, mental and it's just as important as physical, you know. No. So this this was great. This was really great. And I hope that you all that you're listening, that you have um, learned some things and you've learned some things about the, some of these biggest misconceptions about sex. You know, go ahead and have um, um, uh, un, un, plan or plan sex. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, you know, put it in your calendar, put it, you know, you guys coordinate, you know, like I said, it don't have to be, it don't have to be boring. You don't have to be boring. Just make it time. This is what we're going to do this, this day, this time we, we're going to strive for this, you know, go ahead and do that. And then just, just do something fun, you know, with that. And then again, it doesn't have to be romantic and intimate every time. Sometimes like, you know, like we said, like, just, Hey, get, get over here. You know, so and 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 that and that's it. And like Lisa said, that's like the the appetizer. You know, just a foreplay. So, thank you, ladies. Um, uh, Deandra, tell people where they can find you. You can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Sankofa Sex, and I'm pretty active on both of those uh, platforms. So yeah. All right, and Kalista, you want to give up? So I have a website. Um, it's Kalista Marie. So K-A-L-L-I-S-T-A Marie, M-A-R-I-E dot com. And um, there is a link to my Pure Romance website on there. And for anybody who's listening who likes read alouds, I know we were talking about other things, but you can also go to our community reads dot com. So O-U-R community reads R-E-A-D-S dot com and find out all about me there too all right um thank you ladies again for sharing your um expertise and your your insights and your stories i really appreciate you ladies and um you guys you know share like comment um on this subject here this episode and um ladies don't click out but for everybody else I will see you next week with a brand new episode. And again, we are wrapping up season three this month because your girl got to, I got to write my screenplay. Okay. I got <laughs> to write the screenplay. So <laughs> give myself a deadline. So um, go ahead and do that. And um, thank you so much y'all for rocking with me. And I will see you all next week. All right. Bye. Oh, let's go, let's go. It's time to turn up the radio. Turn up the radio. Just so you know, it's kicking in with K. That's all I'm gonna say. You're here now.